everybody welcome back to another episode of spiritual gangster certified i'm your host illy vish i've been away for a while but i am back and this week i talk some new moon in aquarius with the wonderful renaissance mystic and also have a small segment i do by myself on just aquarius season keywords etc so sit back relax and enjoy another episode of spiritual gangster certified Welcome back to another episode of Spiritual Gangster Certified. This is long overdue. I have been like on hi- hiatus, excuse me, ooh, can't even talk right. Hiatus for like six weeks. Lots of things have happened, but I've asked the wonderful, beautiful, spiritually adept Renaissance mystic to come on with me today so we can do some new moon in Aquarius talk. Say hi. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Now, any of you guys that have listened to us before, we've done videos together and different things. It's just a really good, like, vibe of being able to, like, translate what's going on in the masses through us, too. I don't know what it is. We just vibe well like that, and I love it. How's I love it, too. Yes. I live. I live. (laughs) So, I wanted to ask you first, because I know that you know, um, I tell people all the time, well, first of all, I want to talk about Aquarius season and this new moon today. But how's the Aquarius season been treating you? Where is it transiting for you? I think that's your fourth house, right? Yes. Yes. Um, it has been... There's been lots of transitioning. It, it, I, I have definitely noticed that come Aquarius season, it felt as if things were going to get more external mm-hmm. as the, you know, in terms of what it is that I'm experiencing because I feel like for all of these years prior everything has been so internal Mm. and there's something about Aquarius season that all made it feel very external like things are really shifting and and there's there's an electricity sort of in the air you know it it stimulates the thoughts oh yeah Uh, yeah. I'm definitely feeling that definitely feeling that yeah Uranus energy coming through Aquarius be strong that is definitely reminiscent of an electrifying energy a sudden jolt of energy and it's weird because even if we weren't paying attention to like the dates and knowing like when Aquarius season came about I felt it coming and knew when it hit just felt it coming just just because of a few things like okay so when we talk about Aquarius and astrology and we look at the natural rulerships of the houses the 11th house is ruled by Aquarius and therefore Uranus and that's about like community groups um your friendship circles, organizations, clubs, it's even about the internet. So yep. with that in mind, you know, I kind of felt some of this coming because of the way people were acting online. Yes. <laughs> yes. Being all people like, have been acting a fool lately. Yeah, like we we more have so same, than usual. Yes. More so than usual. It's like this is the turn up season for the Aquarian contrarian. 
And yes. <laughs> if this is all, my season to know it all, bitch. Yes, and there's a lot of know-it-alls out here. And let me tell you, it's not just Aquarians themselves or people with heavy Aquarius energy who have been embodying the Aquarian contrarian uh, spirits. Nah, that's yeah. it. It's like, I say this every week, I swear to God. Wherever the sun is shining, it's shining a spotlight on some themes. So we're all kind of getting a, a glimpse into the world of Aquarius. And some of us are embodying this energy in a way that, well, I don't like it. So I'll talk about the good and the bad, but I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Because, <laughs> okay. Nobody really likes to know it all. Like, nobody really does. And, right, like, right. you know, so that comes with it. And Aquarius energy, again, in keeping with me talking about how the seasons and shit work, like, yeah. this is the smack dead middle of winter. Whether or not the weather is, is acting like it is or not isn't the case. But what I'm saying is, since Aquarius is a fixed air sign, occurs in the smack de dead middle of winter, you guys can kind of take on some of the wintry qualities to explain some of its behavior. Um, you know, it's fixed cold air, basically. It's detached, aloof, um, sometimes can come off a little holier than thou, does not want to be like other people, like very into its uniqueness, very much. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't be like you guys. And I understand this. I have Mars square Uranus, so I kind of under understand that. Like, I don't like being like other people, like me, natally, like naturally. I mean, I'm neither like, do I. I really don't either. It's like, no, get me. Mm -mm. But I don't. I, I don't necessarily promote myself constantly as I'm so different. Look at me, I'm different. I'm over here doing what other people are not doing. You know what I mean? That type of energy blows. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've seen it online. I know you have. Oh, of course I have. And probably in 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 real life too. Even though I hate calling online separate from real life because it is real life. But people have the comfort of hiding behind their phone, or yes, you know, no, people have definitely gotten a bit more. Um, shall I say, brave? Mm, yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I, I like the way that you're putting that because it's it's like let me just come off the cuff and say some shit from left field because I need to be shocking again talking about that electric energy okay I need to yes. be shocking I need to say something different I need to ruffle feathers you know and it's like you, do well, you and really it's, it's funny because like you know we we live in this culture of outrage so <laughs> the the more people want to be outraged, the more it feeds the people who want to be so shocking. So there's that a is absolutely right. Yeah, say that again yeah. to the people in the back and I have wax in their ears. Like, yes. <laughs> there, There is something that feeds this because I mean, if we think about it, so Aquarian energy does have to deal with issues with the collective. So if the yes. collective is kind of in this outrage mode and this is something I wanted to talk about for a while so thank you for bringing this up oh you're welcome um I we've had personal conversations because we we just we just vibe anyway on and off this thing but not about shit exactly <laughs> um <laughs> but we've had these conversations about what we notice about outrage culture 
yeah. about, you know, people actually seek to be outraged. Yes, they do. They, they seek it out. Yes, they do. They seek it out and then they go, how dare you? Well, yes. if I if I didn't if I didn't want to run into a bear, I wouldn't go walking through the woods. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. Yes, you, just, you, you don't go treading in waters that you truly don't want to swim in. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. just you can't you can't do that, but that's what a lot of people do. So instead of muting maybe, you know, stations that they don't like and and all those things um, and just like not putting yourself in places where you're going to be triggered even if you believe that you carry the higher perspective if you still put yourself in a place where you you feel as if you're superior mentally uh, morally ethically if you feel you're superior um, that's probably not going to end well when you tell other people that you believe what they think is inferior um, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's not. It's not going to land. So there, there's definitely a level of people seeking to be frustrated about something, you know, mm-hmm. and and it, it's hurting people. You know, there's parents who are sitting there angry at their phones all night instead of paying attention to their kids. And, Amen. Yeah, yeah, or paying paying attention to their own. Exactly. They're so focused on what everybody else has to do and change. Yeah. It gets crazy because like you said, you you say you don't want the bear, but you go out seeking the bear. Like Yeah. You really why are you, going into, why are you going into that dark cave? You know that whatever lurks there is not gonna be something that you want to deal with. And no, if, not at all, ma'am. Not at all. Man, and if people want to be yeah, if people want to be out like okay. I, I hold some really interesting views just on my own right. I know you do too. Yes. And it's just from sitting and observing. From yes. sitting and observing folk and kind of seeing how things operate and just kind of like sitting back and being like, really, this this this, this is what we're doing here. Like <laughs> Yeah, oh no. I I've noticed I've noticed in 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 communities that are supposed to be um, you know, marginalized communities there is there's a lot of of back hatred you know so like you you create these communities to feel safe and to feel accepted and then there's still there's still so much infighting in almost every single one of them that it's like it becomes toxic to become a part of a a community almost Mm -hmm. like it's just it's better to drop everything and leave everything and just be an individual and, and, you know, like, stand up for your rights as a human being and, and as an individual. It's almost toxic to be part of communities now because yes. if you think different, if you think differently or you just think a little bit, a little bit differently than the majority, you know, you don't understand something or you're triggering or you're shocking or, you know, so it, it's very difficult to become part of a community now because people are so polarized yes they're definitely polarized and the the ironic thing here to me is and again this is all speaking back to the Aquarius energy that we're under the influence of you're joining groups because you have some common interests or some common um, need to be a part of something that shares a common belief 
or you're fighting for a common thing, yes. et, cetera, et cetera. And then when you insert yourself in these places, you realize that the group think is so strong that if you have any original thoughts that are a little bit off the beaten path, that are like not like everybody else's, then either you're completely ostracized, someone comes at your neck, basically. Yep. Yes. And it's like, you can't be this way. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. Just because we agree on a certain cause or activity or whatever does not mean that we are totally in sync mentally. And that's where I think we can embody this um, Aquarian contrarian energy positively. Because once somebody does that to you, once somebody puts you in the space of being um oh like you're in our group but not like us not like us you know you can be like <laughs> you. it's better to see you're not your own you're not one of us yes. you're not one of us <laughs> i just i just literally saw this today um I, I swear stuff stays happening on on our facebook page where i'm just like it's been a while since i've like really seen anything because to be honest with you life has gotten in the way um, right, right. And, yeah. you know, I don't pay as much attention to it, but I just happened to be looking through some of the comments. I had posted something yesterday, and it literally says, I'm no love and light bitch. Now, we're just going to stop right there. Before I even read the rest of it, I think some people just read that and already decided how they felt about the entire post. Okay. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? First of all, I didn't write this. This is a meme that I found. And it said, here we speak our truth, integrate our shadow self, say what's on our minds, and get angry when our boundaries are crossed. Period. Okay? The courage to be authentic is spiritual. Unauthentic positivity in order to be light approved of is not. Right. Now, I don't know. I just read that to you, and you didn't have some off-the-cuff, like, ridiculous response. (laughs) No, I I didn't, because I am very well aware of my shadows, and I'm also very well aware of the fact that I'm I'm addressing them. Mm -hmm. And I'm also okay with there being things that I'm not aware of as well, because, you know, everything has to come out um, at the right time. You know, right, right. So, We're works in progress continuously. Right, exactly. So I think that it, it it would be so it would be so easy to just believe that I'm just this amazing good person that doesn't have anything to like address within myself. <laughs> yeah. Like I just I just fell out of my mother perfectly. Um, <laughs> I have. I have absolutely nothing to work on. Um, I am God's gift. I am. I am pretty much motherfucking Teresa. Yeah, exactly. I mean? like, Let me just be out here, oh, I'm hovering above it all. And that's the thing. Like there, within the spiritual community, there are a lot of people who are so love and light focused that it almost seems delusional. So there it goes back yes, to that polarized thinking. Agree. Yeah, that polarized thinking you were talking about. Yes. I'm not polarized. So for people who are polarized, they show that they're polarized by the way that they respond to things that I speak on. And when I posted that, like, you know, it got a lot of positive, like, feedback. And and to me, even if it didn't get a lot of positive feedback, I posted that because I was talking about the particular space of Spiritual Gangsta Certified, okay? We don't yes. just do love and light in this space. Like, we can't. I'm here to help people transform their lives, to overcome trauma and leave 
victim mentality behind. We don't do that by just being a love and light bitch. No, we don't. No, we and don't. that was my point. So this robbed, and, and let me just say, Joel Bard, whose comment I'm going to read, here's your little five minutes of fame. Okay, all right, all right, here we go. Joel Bard says, as long as we're being authentic, the way you talk about love and light bitches comes off as super condescending. Implying like people who claim light are inauthentic breaches my boundary because it insults my friends. Obviously, don't be a poser. Don't repress your shit either. But claiming love and light as inauthentic is aggravating. It reads like you're morally jealous trying to tear people down for being further on the path. I get what points you're making. Word it better, please. I I I I don't think she got it. Actually, I don't I don't think she got it. I don't know if it's a he or she, and I don't think they got it evil. Oh, I don't know. I assumed it was a woman with that tone, <laughs> the tone that you were using. Oh no, I just used that. That that's my. You're being a whiny bitch tone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I just made you. <laughs> I just made you assume someone's gender. <laughs> okay, let me not laugh. All right. But then someone came in and was like, "Nah, toxic positivity is definitely a thing." That is absolutely a thing because it's really easy to pretend like you're happy about something. I I came to that conclusion on my own. Like the the other day I was sitting around and I was like, "Oh my god." It was it was that meme that shared um it was like the Mo, like the Moana meme where it's like this is what it looks like in my head but this is how the voice actually comes out. Yes. And you have that like really like earth goddess sweet vibe and then there's like volcano bitch crazy volcano bitch vibe mm-hmm. like <laughs> just completely on fire and um I was like I'm the opposite like I am a monster in my head but I sound very sweet out like out outwardly I was like I am a lot angrier than I perhaps give myself credit for because I I don't like tapping into that like that very for very long you know I Aries Aries, Mercury I have very short bursts of of frustration and then it goes away but but just because it goes away quickly doesn't mean that you process it quickly And, and I had I had to come to terms with that and I, I totally get that. Being able to be self-aware enough to understand how your anger comes, how you deal with it, um, what it represents. How it's expressed. And just because yes. it's expressed, does that mean it's fully moved? Probably not. Probably no. not. Sometimes we have to kind of like sit in that shit. And yeah. I, I feel like this person's response, they took things way too personally. And this is what I see there all over the internet all over the internet so in addressing this sort of i'm taking things personal and making things about me i think people they they don't even understand what they're projecting so from from my point of view that was chock full of projection but of course you know the way my chart is set up right (laughs) the way my chart is set up word it better please you don't tell me how to talk not at all I was describing a space that I created, okay? Uh, This is my space that I've created. I'm talking about what we do here. The intention of this space 
the integrity of this space, the energy of this space emanates from me. How the fuck are you gonna tell me how to describe it? And you don't even realize that you just called me condescending, but your whole entire vibe was condescending. That's like me walking into somebody's house, just knocking on the door, right? Walking into somebody's house and being like, ugh, you gotta change some drapes. This couch isn't working for me. Who painted these fucking walls? Yeah, I'm offended, I'm offended by this color. Yeah, this is my space, bitch. <laughs> and here's here's another thing that I have to say, and I know that you'll understand it. We freely express ourselves in that I don't feel hindered by rules of what a spiritual person looks like. Okay, I don't I don't feel like I can't say fuck. Yeah, no. I I, I feel compelled to say fuck. Like, this is part of my expression. And I feel like that is also some of the things that we encounter online. Yeah, there are a lot of people. There are a lot of people telling you what being spiritual looks like. And um, they're the last ones to know. Because if they believe that they know what that looks like, then they obviously don't know. And, And, you know... Um, some are farther along on their path than others, but that's mm-hmm. not saying much. Yeah, yeah. And, and for him to say that, oh, it sounds like I'm jealous of the people who only embody love and light. So that tells you that person's perspective, which is, oh, you eventually just get to this point where everything is just love and light. Well, here's the rub with that. Well, one, you're you're in my comment threads getting upset with me because I'm I'm shading people who are falsely positive. Yeah, spiritual bypassing. Right. If you're actually not spiritually bypassing, you would not have been triggered by my post. Um, (laughs) You just you gave yourself away, like you're done. Like, <laughs> that's it. Yes, yes. And I mean, because it'll f- offend somebody, I shouldn't say it, then I shouldn't speak at all. Because there's not a single thing that I can say out my mouth where we couldn't find a person on the planet that may be offended by it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm not going to not express myself. And, and here is, again, about embodying this beautiful Aquarius energy, especially with this new moon, which we're going to get into in just a few seconds. But... Who are you in your authenticity? Who are you in your uniqueness? Do you feel comfortable standing in that authenticity and that uniqueness and expressing yourself to the world, expressing higher-minded ideas? If you do, you have to realize there will be blowback. There will be people that come up against you. And that's not to say that you can't, like, I listen with an open heart, so to speak. So when I'm going through these comments and stuff, and sometimes I see things that wasn't my point, but like the person, you can feel the intention. Like the person was not trying to be an asshole. They were just expressing their thought. I address people the way that they come to me. You know what I mean? I'm not proactive. I'm more reactive um, when it comes to these sort of things. But I was going to ask you this because we are both people who would be considered by societal standards to be weird, which is yeah. an Aquarius, you know, keyword. Yes, but it is. It really much is. How how does one sink into themselves and accept themselves enough to be strong enough to be weird in this world? In your opinion? <sighs> well, you know. From, and I can only speak from my perspective because that's really all I have to go off of is my exactly. experiences. So, you know, it 
you have to initially just get past people not agreeing with you. Like, if if you if you are okay with with being different and you are okay with expressing yourself, then you know you're just going to have to do it incrementally until you're you know you're ready to really uh, really expose yourself. You know what I mean? Um, right, right. So slowly but surely, you know, integrate your ideas out there and, and see who, see who, you know, bites. And then, and then you kind of know your audience. Um, mm-hmm. But you also need to just speak for yourself too. Like sometimes you have to be okay with being wrong. You, yeah. ha- you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with that because there's always somebody who may know a little bit more or know a little bit different. And, and you have to be okay with literally like integrating information within a few minutes just so that you don't have that cognitive dissonance thing going on, you know? So like when you hear new information and it rings true to you, don't cling to older information just because that's what you know or that's what came to you or that's what you taught yourself. Although if something that somebody else is telling you doesn't feel right, you know, take that into consideration too, but don't just dismiss it because it wasn't what you came up with, which is exactly. also an Aquarian trait. But don't, yeah, don't be cognitively dissonant. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't be don't be, you know, difficult for the sake of being difficult. So, you know, people pleasing is a big thing. Don't people please. And I know that's hard. It's hard for me not to do it still sometimes. But me too. when when it comes to expression you you really can't substitute that with anything else. Not like, at it all. Has to be, it has to be authentic. And my expression only continues to get more and more authentic. You know, I was very first at first, very fiery. And, and I didn't give a shit about what I was saying or how it affected people. But I, I realized that, well, there's a way to express myself without purposely seeking out pissing people off too, you know? Yeah. Because when when you poke the bear, you're gonna get the blowback. So if you want the blowback, by all means, fine. But if you wanna be able to express yourself as best that you can with, with you know, minimal blowback, then don't seek to say stuff out of, out of ego all the time, you know? You can't, I, I remember when I was first awakening, I thought I was better than everybody. I feel you. I, I thought I was better than everybody because I just saw things differently. And then once you realize like, oh, that's not doing good for me either to think that I'm no. better than people. <laughs> like once you realize that you, it's actually not good that you think that way and you're still just as lost as everybody else. You know that really like that really smacks you in the face so just just be mindful of of what you're saying and why you're saying it and be prepared to deal with the consequences of, of whatever your actions are you that's know? true and your words whatever we put out is subject to criticism from someone and yeah it's my it's te- really up to you to discern my yes my teacher used to say um your word is your wand and i <laughs> i have never heard a truer statement because literally everything you say takes form or is absorbed by somebody and that is a big responsibility a lot a lot of people are out here 
being disrespectful for the sake of being disrespectful and then hiding behind, hiding behind their fucking ancestors and shit. And yeah. I'm not, okay? I'm not about, I'm not about that life either. I really don't, I don't give a shit about your ancestors and I quite frankly don't think they give a shit about whatever you fucking give a shit about, to be honest. <laughs> I see that all the time. People like, yeah. they'll come at someone disrespectfully and be like, and then if you respond, don't fuck with me, I'll sick my ancestors on you. Well, who said your ancestors were worth a fuck, first of all? And who said you're worth a fuck? Like, why is that supposed to invoke fear in me? I Especially realize, if you're being aggressive. I didn't realize that you, like, trained your spirit team like pit bulls. Like, I didn't, I, are you that, are you that woke that you know how to do that? Also, oh, so you just, you just, you just snap your fingers and they attack? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like, right. I'm sorry. Like, we don't believe you. You need more people. Like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I, it cracks me up when people say that because, first of all, <laughs> they're used to speaking to people who they can invoke fear in. And I was, I, I just had a beautiful call yesterday with someone I did a reading for. It was the follow-up call after I sent her the video for her reading. And a lot of different things came up that are resonant with the conversation that we're having now. And I was just like expressing that some people assume that if they aggress themselves in a certain way, you're gonna be scared. I'm not scared of anything. I'm not scared to die. I'm not scared to live. I, I hold no true fear of anything because I'm I'm accepting this experience and everything that's coming. So when people yeah. who rely on fear to manipulate, yeah, well that's place, not very spiritual of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they get upset because I'm like, yeah, and bitch, like seriously, seriously, I don't nothing. I I am scared of nothing. I mean, there's nothing anyone can bring to me that I feel like, ooh, oh my god, your ancestors are gonna get me. And why would you say that? Why would you say that? Like, I, I, I just don't I, really I, understand I, it. I personally think they're a lot busier than that. You know, like maybe they're more concerned. <laughs> Maybe they're more concerned with generational trauma, not because, you know, like, uh, Susie slept with your brother. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't. Or because, you know, you're, you're, you know, baby's father, girlfriend is being rude or something. I don't know. Like, whatever it is, whatever it is that you think you could just, like, stick your ancestors on. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Oh my god! And for it to be like a Facebook argument, mm-hmm. for, like you, 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 are really gonna invoke the ancestors for that? Sticking ancestors on poor Karen at work because she didn't fill the fucking printer with toner or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just ridiculous, ridiculous things. But I find it most ridiculous when the people that are like threatening to sick people on you, spirits on you, are the ones that are aggressed in the first place. Like, you started this shit. How come you can't finish it? Or people who think that it's justified to put their body in in food that they're going to feed people. This is a thing. Yeah, it is. We need to talk about this. I mean... I listen. I'm very objective about things, but I will say this: I, I, I understand some of the practices that people have. Yeah. I personally don't want to force anybody to do anything. If it's not coming from an authentic place, I don't want it. 
I ain't doing no love spells. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. I don't want to bind nobody to me. I already have soul contracts I'm dealing with now. Okay? Thank I, you. And I have had enough. I am tired. Like, I am so tired. I don't need to bind nobody to me. I don't need to. <laughs> I know that's no. right. <laughs> You are crazy. You are crazy, but You whatever. can keep it. If it, look, if it serves whoever it serves, because I, I also <laughs> tend to look at the universe like this. Like, we weren't all called to have the same experience. And no, some people are supposed to have that experience. Yeah, yes, but, they are. Yes, but in our circle and for my tribe and the people that gravitate towards me and I to them, you know... We don't do don't, that shit. We don't, we don't do that <laughs> shit. And it, it's not hating on it or anything. It's just, it doesn't sit right with my soul. Neither do I. It doesn't do it. It, it just doesn't sit right with my soul. Like, like if, all... you're, if you're messing with the food that you're making for, like, you know, your work's fucking holiday party or whatever, like, I, like there there are some people who just do what they do for no good di- no good goddamn reason. Yeah. There are other people who are maybe a bit more methodical. Maybe it's their boyfriend or maybe it's their husband or, like, whatever, whatever. You know, as far as as far as I'm concerned, they married you. So whatever you do to them is is whatever they agreed to. I guess I guess in some way, shape, or form they agreed to it because they married you. But there are other people who are out here just just feed binding people for no reason because they saw it on American Horror Story. Or <laughs> I don't know. But... I mean, and there are some people I think like that pretty much deserve it. But like you said, that's that's all. It's subjective, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have no idea why a person is going to decide to like cast spells upon people. But exactly. just, just realize the energy you're putting out is the energy you're getting back. And it, it, yeah. it's not in this lifetime, it's going to be in the next. And I find it interesting because when we look at the chart for this new moon, when we look at the chart for this new moon, there's a lot going on. Now, of course, I'm in Philadelphia. Um, so at the moment of the new moon, which I have is at 4.41 p.m., um, Cancer is on the ascendant. Yes. And <laughs> can we talk about Cancer being on the ascendant? Yes, we we'll can. For just a moment. First of all, of course, the North Node is still in Cancer. Um, collectively, I feel like we've all been looking for just a sense of comfort, home, nurturing, um, digging in. To, to feeling comfortable somewhere or with people or with situations, yeah. whatever. But um, being as though this is the first new moon of the year, I like that there's kind of like this theme with Cancer being on Ascendant. Like, yes, you want to get comfortable and settled into this new year with this energy. That, that's what I get from that. But, yeah. but when I look at the chart, um, the sun conjuncting the moon at four degrees, and this is a four year, so I like that. So we're starting off the year with the first new moon being at four degrees and it's a four year. I'm a, I like that four too. So I'm like, yeah. Let's, I mean, let's, like when I, when, I think of, <clears throat> when I think of four, I think of, and I keep seeing it too. I think of it as like foundations. The, it, it, all this Capricorn energy forced us to sort of, lay down some sort of foundation for something, you know, especially people who are personally, like their personal planets, um, they may have a lot of Capricorn. I know that it's in the collective too, but, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. For so, all cardinal sign people, cardinal it's wearing sign. your energy. It's shining earth it, signs. It hit every bit water. of me. Huh? Every, every bit of me was affected. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
this this has been energy well i'll put it to you this way i don't know how everybody else like in general like views earthy energy but that's the makeup of my chart so to me it feels almost like home you know what i mean to want to work practically to have plans to want to structure things like i can't stand a lot of disarray and people think that's hilarious because i'm a fucking sun sign pisces so like pisces is all like "Eh, all over the place but like the bulk of my chart is like no bitch Mm -mm. we gotta have some structure to this shit but even still with this new moon Saturn still in freaking Capricorn, Ceres, Pluto, Jupiter, the South Node, and Pallas. There's still this heavy draw. Oh, when you were just, yeah, yeah, it's still like, yo, you can't ignore the foundations. And when I look at this chart, I forgot to mention too, Cancer's at 29 degrees on the Ascendant, and the part of Fortune is also there, conjuncted. Yeah, it is. It, there's a sense of urgency to be comfortable. Yeah. And it's like, okay, can we blame people when we have the Saturn Pluto conjunction? And I felt so bad because I wanted to come on and talk about that. But like the car accident I was in, for y'all that don't know, I was in a car accident. So I've been like chilling and recovering. But um, it just made it impossible for me to like seat myself in, in a space where I could like have a conversation to the masses. But yes. that, that energy was like wild. It, it, it was It was wild. Everybody was experiencing something different. Yes, very much so. It, it it was honestly, it was like a reckoning. Like whatever you got mm-hmm. is what is what you got, you know? Amen. Like there yeah, and 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 for me, honestly, for me it was actually a very invigorating time and it it while there was definitely a heaviness to it, there was this like illumination at the same time. It's like I, I know that I have to improve my life and focus on my life in certain ways. And and it's, it's not seeming so impossible or so hard anymore. Like, it, there's just a bit more clarity that I have, I guess I should say. And yeah, even, yeah. If I, even if I hit a wall again, you know, and I, and I kind of lose my footing, I know that that's just like a temporary setback and I'm I'm not going to react so strongly to redirections or to starting over again or whatever it is because there you know I I've spoken to you about you know a a an endeavor that's near and dear to my heart and that is is like super massive mm-hmm. but that's not going to happen right now I have to lay the foundations for that by doing something else first yeah you have to definitely put in the work yes and and it seems very attainable though but it's going to I think I'm definitely going to like want to rip my hair out at some point but <laughs> but like, that's that's fine, and I feel like that's part of the process. Part, yeah. it definitely, is part of the process. I I feel like uh, Pluto being in Capricorn, it's been going through my fourth house forever, and it's killing me. Like, get out. Well, Pluto just in general in my fourth house, get out of it. But like, okay, I'll deal with it. But it combining with Saturn and Pluto being about you know regeneration, renewing. Um, tearing shit down that does not work having exactly. the, the the you know gumption to do that and build something new 
I feel like that smacks a lot of people upside the face if they've been in denial, especially with it being in a sign like Capricorn, because Capricorn is like the boss. Like, imagine like coming up against your boss. Like, I I use this analogy in another conversation I was having. If you've been slacking off at work and you've been getting away with it, and you know you've been getting away with it, you know what I mean? And you've even been laughing at getting away with it, let's say. Like, you've been like, oh shit, I can't can't believe. (laughs) I've, I've been able to like, not do what I'm supposed to to do. And then one day, and you're not even expecting it to come because you've gotten away with it for so long, okay? One day, you gotta face your boss. It's called into the office and it's like, what is this shit? What have you been doing? Why isn't this done? What answers are gonna fly out of your face? What are you gonna say? Uh, uh, yeah, like just sit there and look dumb. <laughs> this energy is like you—you're not—you're not going to escape responsibility. And when Jupiter went into Capricorn, and since we're going to be under that influence, um, you know, all year, I feel like it literally is telling you you better—you better do the work so you can get your blessings because Jupiter wants to bless you, but yeah. it's in Capricorn. It's not about blessings for the sake of blessings. It's going to withhold it until you earn it. Yeah, you gotta earn it, exactly. You gotta do the work. So we're yeah. still under this influence in the new moon with, you know, I mean, technically Saturn and Pluto are still conjunct. Just I definitely see that energy here, like, cause I, I pulled a few cards and I definitely see that exact energy reflected here. Mm-hmm. So, but I, if you're, you still have more to do with the chart, I'm sure. So. Oh no, we can we can we can kind of like intersperse it because what I was going to say that stood out to me too. Everybody knows Mercury is in Aquarius right now too, don't you guys? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> that speaks even more to the themes that we were talking about earlier. Right. Um, the, the the communication and, and yeah. the intensity, the the intensity and the electricity. Um, I, a lot of people. I know when I think of Mercury, I know it's communication, but I take it as inward and outward communication, not just communication with other people. No, it's, it's um, thought processes too. So. Right, thought processes, like your connection to, uh, your, uh, for me. It's even a your lot connection of, to your siblings, your early yeah, education. Yeah, my connection to my siblings and spirit too. Like you're mm-hmm. connecting with yourself, you know, and, and there's there are just these like electric, thought form so like you know that look when you blow your own mind and you just look to the side like yo mm-hmm. I've had a lot of instances like that where I'm just like side eyeing myself like oh my god like <laughs> like, like self side eye <laughs> yeah like self side eye yes and and um actually it comes about because i'll watch a lot of these like pick a pile videos on Mm -hmm. on youtube so like you'll you know you know your forecast for 2020 or whatever it is that you're really like inquiring about and the energy the can you hear me yeah i can hear you okay sorry i got a phone call as i was talking um the energy in between is just absolutely crazy because I I see the things that I'm that I'm inquiring about and I'm seeing how they're manifesting and how like what you know when they say what you want wants you you know mm-hmm. like I've ju- I've just been made so abundantly aware of that fact that it's like wow 
I sat like paralyzed in fear for so long. And like, although it served me, I don't have to do that anymore. Like I can, I can move forward now and I can act now. Um, like I said before, a lot of my work has been very internal. It's, it's been, it's been very much a very personal and private thing, but I feel like things are beginning to start to like manifest themselves outwardly. And for a lot of other people, they might be feeling that too. That's very poignant, especially considering. So we were just talking about Mercury and then Uranus is supposed to be the higher vibration of Mercury. So oh, okay. to have Aquarius energy, which is ruled by um, Uranus, sitting in the seat of Mercury right now or being in the realm where Mercury is, it's like, it's very fitting to understanding, you know, some higher minded ideals as far yes. as what's affecting the collective. But at the same time, because I, I have to bring this up, y'all. We are in this heavy Capricorn energy, but Saturn will be going into Aquarius in March. It'll be staying there till June before it retrogrades back. And I just have this feeling, and I feel like Mercury in Aquarius is kind of a slight glimpse into some of this energy. Yeah. But some of the traditional structures that we've been seeing kind of be questioned over the last couple of years. I feel like that really started when Jupiter was in Scorpio and that was like the onset of the Me Too movement. And then a lot of different things were coming up. People who can't really have restriction or boundaries or who haven't been called out on them, they're starting to get called out on that. And I feel like Saturn yeah. and Aquarius is really going to bring them to the fore. We're going to see more of this shit. Yes, so this, we are. Yeah, it's this gonna get worse. It's going to get worse before it gets better. It has to. Oh, like, oh definitely. To and you have to be prepared for whatever comes up without fear. But I feel like since all this Aquarius energy is happening in this chart in the seventh house of our relationships, the one-to-one, you know, one-to-one -one relationships with other people, yes. it's a reminder that you're going to probably see in others some of the things that you need to come complete with yourself. Yeah, because absolutely. Remember, the seventh house is opposite the first house, which is the first, you know, the house of self. So it's like this energy that we're seeing from others is, um, is pointing to something in us that we need to work on. That's one of the big things that I'm getting from this new moon. And yes, it is a chance to kind of... I don't know, like have a new start for the first time in 2020. I mean, 2020 I think, is I only 24 really days good, old, but. <laughs> I think a really good word for 2020 is recalibration. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that I think that's just a very fitting, because I, I find myself using that word a lot lately. And, and it's fitting for everyone that I'm talking to. So I think 2020 is a really good year for recalibrating. So yes. like. You're, you're going to be shifting and doing maybe the same things a little bit differently or maybe something completely different. But, but you're, you're, there's, a definite, there's a definite vibration of, of shifting and changing and the shit that was flying before just isn't going to fly the same way. Mm. It isn't. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if some people don't like hearing this. But there's something else to actually think about that I, I keep talking about it, I swear. People think I'm basically obsessed. So the ruler of this new moon is Uranus. Uranus yeah. is in Taurus. Uranus in Taurus is about being pushed out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And technically, 
this energy is square the Uranus energy is like squaring the new moon and squares are like calls for action yeah action that must be done but it feels uncomfortable it feels like a fight okay so anyone that thinks they can keep comfortably sitting in their little bubble while at the same time accomplishing something new no 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 honey <laughs> this, is not, this, this energy is like no you have to be unseated at times in order to be propelled in the direction that you need to go whatever your new moon intentions are now which first of all will be valid for a month and then also until the full moon in aquarius and leo season so six months yes really need to think about the fact that if what you're putting down that you want to manifest and what you want to see come into fruition, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be just sit back, cross your legs, and have absolutely no challenge whatsoever. It's just not going to be that way. It's not. It's not. And I'm sure, like, you can tell me what the cards are speaking to you at this point about that, because, like, that's what I'm getting from it. If you're willing to deal with challenges, being pushed out of your comfort zone, having to take a new route, um, things going a little differently, like you, like for instance, if you're on the road, um, going somewhere and you're using Waze or Google Maps or whatever, and then all of a sudden there's this huge detour, and they're like, no, you gotta, you gotta go, go this in. way. Yeah, like you gotta go the other way, or you're just gonna sit there in the detour. Nobody wants that. You gotta You're, take the challenge. The, the thing is, is that we have to get out of the mindset that being redirected is is a no. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So, so I definitely see that played out here. So the first card that I pulled was the Seven of Pentacles. Okay. So there's a man who is standing with like, you know, a hoe over his shoulders. Like he's kind of admiring you know, his hard work and the Hi, he got holes on his shoulders. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. Couldn't, 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 couldn't <laughs> and and he stacked his pentacles. Like they are stacked. So this this to me it's he got that structure. He he has it and, and he he built it a certain way. He invested money the way that he wants to or he saved money the way that he wants to. He did he did something with with the intentions of this hard work is going to pay off for me. And that part leads into the fool. So mm -hmm. now we have the brand new fool energy, you know, like you, you are literally starting a new chapter. Um, you know, it, it you probably have no idea what you're going to encounter, but that's the magic of it. Like when we don't know what to expect, we can't resist it. You know, because if we know what, and I'm guilty of this for many more reasons than I would like to admit. Um, I sometimes fear the unknown. A lot of us do. Yeah. So, so when there's something new coming, there's always a sense of like impending doom behind it because it's going to challenge, you know, the platform in which we already stand on. And how can we um, never go in the unknown we can get something delicious and it can great. be yes it can be an absolute gift yes and it and it is nine times out of ten so then that beautiful new exuberant fool energy goes into the five of cups and it's reversed so the five of cups you see a man he you know he's sort of like 
in a sitting fetal position. His legs are in his face and he's kind of like curled up and his cups are spilled over. Mm. But there are two cups standing behind him. He's only paying attention to the three cups that sat, that are, you know, knocked over in front of him. So for me, that's like nostalgia or not accepting something you know, in the form that you got it. So this is definitely, you know, there's there's that resistance to change that, I, that you know, is very natural. I yes. see that being played out. And then you got the Six of Cups after. The Six of Cups have two little boys um, picking flowers and sticking them into the chalices. So for me, it has such an, an air of innocence. There's such an innocent energy there. So it's like what you're fearing is honestly for your highest good, it's pure. Like there's nothing bad about it. And six for me is the number of service. I think of Virgo when I think of the number six. Yeah, you know what six I mean? Yeah. yeah, so I I see that there's definitely a a um a unity energy too because there's two little boys playing. You know what I mean? So there's mm-hmm. there's your energy is going to have to play fair or play nice with someone else's whether that be yourself or because you you're going to have a a business partner of some sort maybe a relationship you don't know but you're going to have to you're going to have to play fair and Hmm. and maybe maybe this new relationship that you built whether that be work-wise um you know personally you know you're 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 going to perceive change as being dangerous to you and it's not dangerous to you. It's actually very innocent, and it, it's showing you something. Yeah, so that's the change what I'm getting is inevitable. Here. I love it. Yeah, there. It, it's definitely an electric energy, though, because you built up to this. You stacked your pentacles. Whatever energy you've been trying to manifest, like you've been building it, and then the fool's just like, "Yeah, come on, let's go do something with all that energy that we built up, with all the lessons that we built up. Let's go fucking do something with it." Mm-hmm. And then the five of cups is like, no, wait, it was so much more comfortable where we were at. No, I don't think I really want to do this. And then the six of cups, you're like, oh, this is a lot more fun than I thought. <laughs> like, that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting from this. There's there's an initial fear, but then then there's like acceptance and purity and love. So I, I think that's beautiful. I think it's beautiful, too. Push the fear mm-hmm. to the side. Push through it. Yes love that do you feel like do you feel like um the reset or the recalibration for this year starting at this point now not that it didn't start when the new year began even though us astrologers the new year don't start till airy season but that's a whole other conversation yes it is (laughs) do you feel like for for people who have called 2019 trash I've seen a lot of that posted too. Like, I know everybody. Um, Okay, it's about to say. Yeah, I know you know what I'm about to say. say. (laughs) Yeah. So you are going to have a very difficult time then, because 2019. Oh my God, what was that? What what year was that? A three year? It was a three year. Yeah. It was a three year. So there was a lot of. You remember how we were talking about that everything is sex, so uh, creative Yeah, that's energy. a creation energy, sex, definitely, right? yeah. Okay. yeah. 
So that means that there was constantly energy being penetrated and that there was constantly energy being stimulated. Yes, it was fucking exhausting. (laughs) Yes, it was. Yes, yes, it was. But, but it was clearing the air for a lot of what it is that you have to focus on this year. Like that was a year of refinement. You (laughs) should have been refining where you need your focus. So if you're like, throw the whole year away, 2020, come on. It's like, <laughs> you didn't even learn your lesson in 2019. 2020 is going to be the same fucking way. This is why doing? I said that. Yes, because you can't, you, you can say 2019 was trash, but you're throwing away some jewels and don't even Yeah, well, your mindset it. was trash. Your mindset was trash. It wasn't the year. Your, your response to your challenges was trash. Mm-hmm. Without the challenges, you're, you're you're not really like rising to the occasion and becoming something great. Absolutely, absolutely. We, we don't praise people who just have it so easy and they easily do A, B, C, and D. Like matter of fact, if you think about it, think of how much hate people get. Like last year, remember? I think was it Kylie Jenner? Like got all that praise for being. I'm trying to think of exactly what it was. What, the first teenage... uh, Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that you don't have to work hard to do that, but then the arguments that I would see against that was like, yeah, but you're not like really self-made. You come from money. So what essentially saying was, what struggle did you have to meet this challenge? So that tells you that in general, people look at it like if there was no struggle to get to greatness, it's not as much respected. And that's not to mean that she should give a shit about what any of us think. But in general, I'm just trying to put out there the fact that like, if it was a struggle year, well, I think, I think what, I think what I, I think what I would prefer. And of course, you know, like fuck me though. Right. What I think Mm -hmm. doesn't really matter, but like (laughs) it, in my opinion, you know, you know what people are saying about you. You know, it seems as if Kylie is just very okay with people saying whatever about her, and she kind she of has doesn't to be. Really, right. And, and and that that has its place. But if you feel as if your success was well deserved, or or you don't feel like your success was well deserved, you feel like you got it easy. You could at least be humble. And you could say, you know what, I I really give it to my family because my family really helped me to get to this point. Like that's a good point. I, you know, like at least be on. We know you're not self-made. Like you weren't <laughs> just like living in a gutter and all of a sudden you're a billionaire. <laughs> like you're not self-made. Like right. you were already sat upon a hefty sum of cash. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I get it. So at least, at least be honest and be like, I don't really feel like I deserve the title of being self-made because my family comes from money. Like, it's not like we don't know. So I just, I don't understand. Like, the, <laughs> there's just, in my mind, no choice is still a choice. And her choice was to accept it, knowing full well that she didn't fucking do this all by herself. So. That's, that's true. And the blowback from that came from, uh, I think, that very obvious place. Like you said, we can see it. So since we can see it, 
And that was a collective response to, you know, just one person's life out of the billions of people on the planet. Think of how we look at people that we actually know or how we view our own selves. This is something that I think people can internalize to make their lives better because if you have the easy route, like you were just saying, a detour is not a no. Okay. Um, the road or the way that you mapped out your journey, if it doesn't go that way, it's not a no. Won't it mean and feel so much better to you to have to have dealt with detours, maybe a little bit of setbacks? Because I feel like Jupiter in Capricorn is going to bring those. And also all this Capricorn energy, it forces you to have patience. You have to still be diligent. But you still have to, like, you know, have patience. Sometimes things are going to go the way that we want them to go. And we respect at the end that journey when we're like, wow, look at all the stuff that person had to go through to get there. That's so much more admirable in people's minds. There's a reason for that. Like, there's a reason why that is, you know what I mean? More so than us just, like, basically tripping off celebrities. <laughs> like, we can use that personally. Yeah. And that, that's also something that we have to step away from, too, because, you know, b- believe it or not, I'm not I'm not saying that celebrities don't have real problems to deal with, but let's face it. Once they get a taste of a certain level of fame, they never enter into, like, the the I'm still a human kind of bubble it kind of it kind of seems like they're untouched by by the world that we live in and and it's because they are they are in their own little bubble of producers and meetings and Mm -hmm. you know like you know somebody wipes your butt for you and somebody's (laughs) doing your makeup you you already have somebody doing your makeup before you get out of bed like that kind (laughs) of shit like, oh, let's and not- they've given you a new body, too, because she did not right, look like Right, right, and they gave you a new <laughs> body, too, so let's not pretend. You know, I get it, though, because, like, even if you had your body done, like, I could I could see that that doesn't, that doesn't change your level of self-consciousness. Like, we think it does because it sure. triggers us. Like, it triggers us. We're like, oh, but you look so fucking perfect. But, but a lot of the times they don't feel that like it, it it's just a mask it's a mask and all by the way everybody looks the same now everybody literally yeah. has the same body shape now it's not even like it's not even it, it's not cute anymore because everyone looks the same everyone looks like a, a weird pair I don't like I don't I don't know but I, and I just I feel like that's that's what's being manufactured so there's going to be a lot of like reckoning even in terms of like beauty standards because not everybody wants to go to extremes and look that way. Like celebrities just need to kind of like stay in their lane, so to speak. And I, I and I know that that maybe sounds a little fucked up, but like they you are not sat here with me going through the things that I'm going through. You're now going through celebrity things. Like I don't have privacy and everything that I do is, you know, either something that I yeah, 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 like my PR company dictates my every move or, you know, my, my manager says that I can't, I can't say that. Like you live a very different life with very different struggles, but yes. they're not like ours. They're not like ours, you know? And we feel like, I mean, I, I get the interconnectedness of people could make us say, okay, well we all experience pain, but like you're saying, 
living in a certain bubble or being in a certain industry will dictate how your experiences go. Yes, you'll you'll meet pain, but on what level? Like, I don't know quite what it feels like to not be able to like leave my house by myself. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, neither can I. Well, we don't know what that feels like. And there's parts of me that don't want to know what that feels like. I already yeah, don't want to be bothered with people as it is. I really don't. I really don't want to know what that feels like either. And that is another big struggle. So like, I understand that they still have struggles. I'm not saying that celebrities don't have struggles, but they just, they don't have the same struggles as we do anymore, you know? Not at all. You know, designers just give you clothes to wear because they want you to, you know, like, you know, endorse their clothes and, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, beauty companies send you baskets of their goodies because they want you to, you know, represent them. Like, nobody's throwing baskets of, like, vegan or organic body products at me, even though I would love that. And I'm a huge advocate for not putting shit on your body that you really couldn't eat. So, like, you know, I, I, I'd love something like that. Like, I, I, hello. But because I'm not, like, a celebrity, that, that doesn't mean that, you know, people don't want to give you free shit. So, like, you, you also get a lot of shit. You get desensitized. And, and there's a certain level of expectance that comes with being a celebrity too because it's like well I've become accustomed to everybody throwing shit at me mm. you know like you do become accustomed to that you do very few people can remain humble and and you know receive thousand dollar you know like hundreds of thousand dollars worth of jewelry for them to fucking keep you know what I mean yeah like, yeah yeah, it's it's hard to maintain your level of humanity when when you're receiving Tiffany's in the mail. <laughs> and if you can, well, fuck, I admire the fuck out of you. Yes, me too. Me too. I, <laughs> you know, no, what I mean? yeah. like, like I'm like, oh god, like how are you maintaining this humble attitude? And the thing about yeah. it is that also speaks to Aquarius season to me too because. <sighs> The be different for the sake of being different people who aren't humble are the ones that we're going to have to suffer through. I just, yep. want, I just want everybody to kind of be on guard and understand that, again, depending on what season we're in, certain themes get highlighted. So certain energies come out of people. And contrary to what a lot of people think, everybody has some of every sign in their chart somewhere. Okay? It's in there somewhere. You may not have planets in Aquarius, but that doesn't mean there's not Aquarius in your chart. So, with the sun highlighting on there, it's passing through everybody's chart. So, it's activating a part of their chart. So, with that in mind, what are we doing? How are you acting? Like, what is it that this essence is bringing out in you? We can gladly see what it's bringing out in other people, but what does that reflect back to you? So, I kind of... Could you kind of pull another card for the collective and dealing with that energy? Yeah, absolutely. So we I'm can. Thank you. Okay. Sure. Let's see what they got. What they got here. Let me just shuffle. So, what was the question again? So essentially, um, dealing with this activation of Aquarius 
energy. I kind of wanted you to pull a card to kind of clarify how we can all handle this season collectively. Of course, this is going to be different for everybody, depending on where Aquarius okay. is in your chart. However, like most of it is in the end of my fourth house and, and my fifth house. So this is going to really touch my creativity, especially by the middle of Aquarius season. And I'm excited about that. But um, how... I guess I wanted you to pull for how we can use this energy responsibly so we don't wind up being one of those assholeish people that just has to be different right, for the sake of right. being different and right. you know, uses this completely in a fucked up way. So this this card actually showed itself to me twice. So Ooh. this was the, yeah, this was the one that was meant to come out. So this is from my Oracle of Ibiza deck. Okay. Um, and it's kind of, it's the one that I did for you okay. um, not too long ago. So you know how how I liked it because it had so many different themes that if yes. I did not have pulled that one, we wouldn't have gotten certain information. This right? deck is lit, y'all. <laughs> right. So um, we got the Greek. So its element is fire. And it says, helpful advice is coming from a friend. Say thank you and return the favor. Be outgoing without exaggerating. So it's linked to the Queen of, the queen of Wands. It's linked to Heather, uh, the plant Heather or the flower Heather. And then it's also linked to Pisces and Aries. <laughs> oh, you, we literally got this card for you the last time. Yes. We were, the last time I did a reading for you. So this is essentially saying that um, there's going to be a very passionate, loving. Uh, well, it doesn't have to be loving. I think of loving when I think of passion, but they're not mutually exclusive. Passion yeah. could just be like vigor and and um an eruptive energy sort of beginning to surface itself right okay so um you might find yourself wanting to distract yourself and be busy and and all that other stuff and this may be a time for you to be more of like a hermit and and think about what has to get done as opposed to acting without purpose although if you've been hermiting maybe now it's time for you to act because this fire fire is action like it's Bish, i still it's feel like you read it for me <laughs> yes yes it's creativity and it also says to um it also says to adopt more of a business-like attitude and then the queen of wands i mean the queen of wands that's the queen of creativity the queen of wielding creative energy i mean you know it it's definitely the time to i think i think it's not to sit and ponder about like all the ways you've done wrong or all the things you have to change i yeah. think now it's like about okay just fucking do something now like sit here but do something like you can sit you can rest you can relax but create something create you can something. plan you can lay a foundation for something yo that's so fitting especially because you said what that's associated with pisces and aries and yes. if you think about it that's those are the next two seasons to come after the yes, one that it we're is. in and so, it says yeah. it says combine aries directness with pisces intuitive understanding of other people and that is going to take you many places you know Aries Aries has the determination to understand stuff my best friend is, is an Aries and I never see her when she says I don't know that's when her ego is coming out and she knows it so when she starts saying I don't know and she pretends like she's not you know completely herself mm -hmm. that's when I know her ego is coming out so like Aries 
doesn't like to not know. I gotcha. And Pisces, Pisces is kind of okay with not knowing. They're kind but, of because Pisces already lives in two different realms at once, yeah, so it so already like, kind of knows in I one realm, like so it's okay. I feel like that's such high priestess vibes, and then Aries is literally the first uh, emanation of of the zodiac, and Pisces is the last. So like, you're literally. You're, you're about to start that. You're about to start that fool's journey. You have to do it enthusiastically. You can sit in a place and take your rest, and and you can stop at whatever places feel comfortable for you. But you're inevitably going to have to move again. Yes, so, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I totally get it. I totally, 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 totally yeah. get it. That that cycle that we have to step into that starts with Aries and ends with Pisces. Um, it begins with that first step of stepping yes, out, yes, not knowing what's coming, um, but still having the the wherewithal to step out. So, how I take that for the collective too, especially dealing with all this Aquarian energy, is you have to be direct up against it, but at the same time use your intuition. So, if people are provoking you and you sense at a deeper level that that's what's occurring, are you going to engage? Are you going to take that step into their realm? Or are you going to redirect your energy towards something that aligns more with you? Like, you don't have to engage with everyone. You can say, like, I'm above this. Like, I really don't, you know. Um, My friend was here the other day and I was doing a card reading for her and he was very plainly telling her, stop focusing on, you know... uh, Excuse me, sir. Ah, we got a Capricorn barking in the background, <laughs> you guys. He has not made his presence known until now. I'm quite surprised. He is he is the most like adorable thing you will ever see. He's like, right? I'm on the podcast too. I, I don't know why you thought I wasn't participating. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Mr. Moo. So <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He is so cute. And um it, it, it's very interesting. Hey, hey, sir. So, <laughs> so, um, what was I saying? Now I forgot. <laughs> he totally, his cuteness sucked all our energy totally away. Totally did. He totally did. Just completely <laughs> forgot. Um, you were saying you, you, you don't have to engage with people. You can, oh, yes, you know. Oh, yes. You don't have to engage with people. So I gave her a reading and it was essentially saying that like, you don't have to educate yourself on things that are poison to your spirit. So you don't have to know about what's going on politically if it's making you mentally ill. You don't have to know about all the wars that are going on if it's making you ill, just so that you can keep up conversation with other people who care about these things. Mm. So like you have to drop what is not good for you and focus on what is. That doesn't mean that you should shy away from negative feelings. That's not what I'm saying. But much like putting ourselves in a position of knowing we're going to see something that's going to trigger us and mm-hmm. maintain and, and remaining in that space anyway and then blaming the other person when we get triggered. Yeah, this is what we're not doing in 2020. Yeah. Yep, this is what we're not doing. You're going to get a repeat of 2019, but actually it's going to sting. It's going to sting more if this is the energy that you keep up. It's 
if you weren't uncomfortable in 2019, then and and you think that you have nothing to work on, then 2020 is gonna stink. Hmm. Listen, you. Every year, we are not just freeing ourselves when a new year so-called begins of energy from before, even though a lot of us release some things that we needed to. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there are still aspects of yourself that you are carrying over with the new energy into the new year. So we can't discount those things. And I think a lot of people are running away from experiences so heavily that that's what they see from it. Like, oh, well. I'm not taking on any of that energy from last year. There's something about last year that carries into this year. We can even look at it like this. The new year astrologically isn't going to start until March. So you're still having to deal with, you're still technically at the end of the year, even though you're at the beginning of a new one. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So like these things, these cycles are connected. Even if we talked about Aries to Pisces, then it starts all over again. It's not like the cycle just ends at Pisces and then you don't go back into Aries. So energy is a continuous flow. So those lessons that you had to learn, if you're not taking note from them, what are you doing? You're pretending that it had no effect on now or that what you're doing now has no effect on what's coming. And that's just not... You know, I I saw something the other day, and and I guess I guess the person had gotten into an incident with so again of course somebody else on Facebook. Mm. Somebody didn't agree with them about something. Oh God! And and they're like, you know, they said something like, other people don't reflect you because your essence is so something that can't even be mirrored. And I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Because, <laughs> because they're not reflecting your divine essence to you. They're reflecting your ego to you. There is a very big dis. So like, I, I'm going to need people to not disassociate from the mirror image, you know, theory that mm-hmm. other people reflect, you know, aspects of you back to you. We need to keep that in mind. But if it's always negative, it's because they're showing you what exists in your ego. They're just mirroring your ego back to you. And it's your choice whether or not you want to engage in that. There are very few people who mirror your true essence because nobody's true essence is is this is the same. So I was like, I was like, that that feels like a really elaborate runaround. Like like to me, like I'm not going to see this. I'm not going to see this experience with this person as something I attracted to me because my essence is not that. Oh mm. no, honey. Oh no, honey. No, we're not doing that elaborate shit. Uh, we're not. We're not. Leave it up to an air sign to dress up spiritual bypassing. <laughs> Let's make that look all nice. We're not yes. gonna bypass. Um, no, I, we we just listen. Say it with me if you're with it. We're we're just not. That's that's not what we're doing. We don't do that no. anyway. Me and you no. don't do that anyway. But you know, yeah, it may be something that people need to affirm with this energy. You have to be willing to accept the entirety of you in order to work with your own energy to bring things into existence. If you deny aspects of yourself. 
when you are the creator of your reality, think about that. That's like saying, you know, I made the spaghetti, right? But I didn't use any of my pots and my pans. I didn't buy the stuff for it. Then how, how, how'd you make it? It's, it's still, you're connected to it. Your creations yes. are part of your energy. So you yes. can't deny parts of your energy, create something, and then expect it to not have the portions of you that you don't like. Exactly. The lessons you learned last year, <laughs> were to prepare you for the next step. I hope you can see what those lessons were. And I don't care how good or terrible 2019 was to you. There was something in there that was for that your was highest your good. That yes. was your responsibility. That was your responsibility for that year is to see where changes need to be made and get real fucking comfortable with knowing that you're going to need to make some fucking changes. Amen. And, and, and if you came out of 2019 saying, I didn't do nothing wrong. 2019 did me wrong. Oh, you are you are in for some shit, man. You are in for some shit. You have to find some portion of the year where you can take accountability, where you can go, okay, well, maybe I made a misstep, but like what I learned from it was blah, 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 blah. Yes, absolutely. We ain't looking at 2019 like the year that kicked all of our asses and we had <laughs> oh, us poor victims. Be that as it may, <laughs> be that as it may, as it it very well did kick a lot of our asses. It, but, I mean, yeah. But you know but, what? I, I honestly, I didn't feel as tired as I could actually leaving. There were a few days where I, I felt like a huge boy, but... It dissipated, and and that void that I felt, it it made room for other feelings to come up. So like, all of a sudden, I was feeling so stuck and trapped, and like all of a sudden things just started to like improve, and I I got I got a little taste of a blessing that it's like, oh, maybe my life doesn't have to always be this way, and mm-hmm. like it just you know like the the sun kind of like shined on me a little bit you know so to speak and I was like wow this is actually really good because this will get me to my next step and and you have to be okay with feeling like you hate things and I don't like this and it's okay to not like things we don't always have to feel what we like that's not how it goes you know we don't (laughs) nope I don't understand why people don't get that, but you would not be able to embrace some of the things that you absolutely love if you didn't understand the things that you don't. Exactly, exactly. So there's a lot to be said for that. Truer words have never been spoken. We need to be cool with that. That is the dichotomy of life. Life is a paradox too. So hopefully this new moon energy is something that you guys can use wisely to propel yourself um, into your goals, aspirations, things that you want to make manifest within the next 30 days, within the next six months, and then within the whole year. Pay attention to what's going on around you. A lot of things are going to be reflected back to you for your greater good. This Aquarius season helps us look at the collective as a whole, but then we have to also be open to how do we detach from it? So it's like, it's it's multi-tiered here like it's not just us looking at how we combine with people but also how we're separate from them and I think I think that. no and I think my I think you know on a on a broad scale I think my focus wants to be to sort of 
detach from the collective ego and 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 sort of understand how to serve the collective consciousness in a, mm. in a proper way. Yeah. So not to completely detach from the collective ego. I mean, we're all going to live in it. We're all going to experience it, but to not not be so um, glued there, like not to be so so anchored into that space, you know? Yeah, maintaining uh, your individuality while being a part of the collective. Yes, yes, but instead of feeling victimized by the collective, inspired to do something to change, to, to, to put out some sort of ripple effect into the collective. And I know that I have that capability. It's just in in what area, you know, uh, that's that's the tricky, that's the tricky part. It's like what what area, what 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 is my, you know, niche, so to speak. And, yes. and yeah, that's definitely where I'm feeling the the discomfort is I don't know where to apply my humanitarian energies, my healing energies, my nurturing energies, my intuitive energies. I, I don't know what cup to pour it in. I have several in front of my face and um, I guess it's just the universe is gonna have to knock all the ones down that are for me. Yeah, and you're gonna use your intuition and your spirit. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm embracing what was on that card <laughs> yes, yes. To, to get there. So it's not just a completely sitting back and hibernating, it's also taking action. Yes, this combination absolutely. of like doing those things is what is always present. It's never just doing one thing in a moment. Sometimes, you know, we have to do many things, some things that may even seem contradictory. But I agree. Hey, I mean, that's just how it is. And when we work with the energies that are present instead of against them, we have a better time. So absolutely. Let's get it, you guys. I'd love to hear what you guys are doing for your new rituals. Um, I'm going to have to start creating a space where like we share parts of the podcast on the page for people that aren't even like over here. Like, how are you going to respond to some of the stuff that we talk about? Um, but I'll figure out a way to do that. Again, this is the Renaissance Mystic. She's amazing. I'll make sure that I link to her. If you want a reading, if you want to like, you know, connect with her, I'll put all of her information up so that you are able to like, kind of bask in her amazingness. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you too. And we love all of you guys. Thank you guys yes. for tuning in. Happy new moon. New moon blessings to Happy you new moon, everybody. Let's get it. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Yes. <laughs> and Bye. an even a better week. Yes, let's hope. Peace, guys. Peace. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Spiritual Gangster Certified. I'm your host, Illy Vish. And first of all, let me apologize for my long, long absence in making new episodes. But seriously, life smacked me in the face. Literally, I was in a pretty bad car accident and that coincided with me moving. So, uh, <laughs> wasn't really wasn't really in the best physical state um, to be doing a lot. But on top of that, I think this kind of segues 
into what I wanted to talk about because it is officially Aquarius season and Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, which is about sudden things, sudden events, sudden change, things happening out of the blue, spontaneity, unpredictability. Um, so yeah, pre pre Aquarius season. Cause this happened during, um, this happened during Capricorn season. I <laughs> experienced some Aquarian things, but, um, welcome to Aquarius season. Y'all. I really like Aquarius energy. I don't have a lot of Aquarius energy in my chart except for my South node, but I do kind of have a, a full 11th house and the 11th house is ruled by Aquarius. Now, the interesting thing for me, as I will always say, is equating signs, um, seasons to the actual weather when they occur. Now, granted, this won't work for everyone depending on where in the world that you live. But if you experience all four seasons, um, at, in the Northern hemispheres timeline, meaning Capricorn season is the start of winter for you and not summer, then a lot of this should make sense. But even though Aquarius is the water bearer, it is not a water sign. I feel like, I don't know, I I feel like people hear water in it and they go, oh my God, yeah, water sign. No, no, Aquarius is fixed air. Now it's holding the water. So I always looked at this when I was learning astrology as, you know, it's getting ready to pour the water for Pisces season. But that's, that's just how I looked at it. But as an air sign, it is about thought, mental processes, things of that nature. And as a fixed sign, it can be a little stubborn. Now, when we talk about the stubbornness of Aquarius, I want us to think about the time of year that Aquarius season happens smack dead in the middle of winter. It maintains. Okay. And also when you think about weather, when we're talking about Aquarius season, it is generally very cold in winter. Okay. Um, and you could say in a lot of cases that Aquarius can be kind of standoffish or cold, like their actual season. Their key phrase is I know, and not to be a dick, but I prefer to be honest on here. Sometimes Aquariuses can be know-it-alls. Um, you can't tell them anything new. They'll be like, I know. You can't tell them anything old. They'll be like, I know. You can't tell them anything at all. <laughs> They'll be like, I know. And I, I don't know. For me, Aquarius energy is interesting because... They are always in their heads. The intellectual capabilities of the sign are like awesome. They are ruled by Uranus, which is the higher octave of Mercury. So if Mercury is us processing thoughts um, and communicating, the higher octave of that is Uranus on a grander scale for the collective. That to me is admirable. I mean, despite the fact that a lot of people be like, Aquarians are just these weird standoff, you know, it all people, but you know, their ability to kind of step outside of humanity and view it objectively 
is one of the reasons that I like them. Aquari this is why it's no surprise to me that Aquarius energy, it is responsible or rules astrology. Because as an astrologer, one of the things that I say to people who are interested in learning astrology, who have already started up their study or their practice, is objectivity is key. You know, you, you kind of have to be aloof. When I do someone's chart, I can't allow any personal feelings to get in the way. If I see a chart, you know, and it looks like someone's chart that I know, I can't let personal grudges come in the way. You know what I mean? I can use the information that I see about similar placements or aspects and think about the behavior of people that have similar placements or aspects, but I can't allow that to, you know, like crowd or judge. I'm sorry, cloud my judgment. Jesus, I knew what I wanted to say. Um, anyway, being as though this objectivity, this kind of standoffishness can sometimes come to people as come off to people as them being unemotional. It's because they want to intellectualize everything, including emotions. Like if you know anybody like with an Aquarius moon specifically, I feel like this, this kind of like stands out a lot. Um, the Aquarius moons that I'm really close to, it's almost as if when you present them with some sort of emotional reaction or um, let them know something in an emotional way, they almost come off like they're slightly retarded emotionally because they're not responding to it in a feeling way. They're intellectualizing their emotions. <clears throat> and when we talk about Aquarius energy, one of the first things, and I've meant to mention this, but we're going to get to it now. It is a masculine sign. Now, again, again, because people get upset. I don't know what, what it is, but they get upset when they hear that essentially there are masculine signs and feminine signs. We're not talking about man versus woman in a physical way. No, masculine energy is projective, okay? It, it gets out there. It does things, okay? So Aquarius energy being an air sign is masculine energy. All air and fire signs are masculine energy, okay? Whereas receptive signs are water and earth signs, okay? They, they're feminine in that they, you know, absorb. If you think about it, penises are projective, Vaginas are receptive. So that's a good way to get you to understand. But having this masculine projective quality about them, I feel like Aquarius season in general allows us all to like kind of adopt some of these qualities. Okay. Now you can think about it like Uranus is like a bolt of electricity and it being Aquarius's ruling planet therefore gives it an electric quality. So when Aquarian energy is projecting itself, it's doing so in an electric way. You can even look at the glyph for it, the wavy lines, they're waves of electricity. So, you know, Aquarius energy is all about sparking things, inspiration, innovation, sudden action, movement, change. That's what it's about. Okay. So, it's interesting when 
you know, you hear people say, oh, they're know-it-alls, they're this, that, and the other thing without really understanding why it comes off that way. I mean, if you are predisposed to Aquarius energy, sudden inspiration will always come to you and you'll want to act on it because it's a projective sign. It wants to be active, okay? Um, It's very individualistic energy. Aquarius does recognize, you know, humanity as a whole. It's very humane, but it's very much about being individualistic. Now, if you have any aspects to Uranus or activity in your 11th house, even if you don't have any planets really based in Aquarius, you should probably understand some of this a little bit better because it will apply. Um, the individualism, and I, I find with me with my 11th house planets and I have Mars square Uranus, which makes me accident prone as fuck. Uh, but it also makes me fight in some aspects for my individuality. Like I do not like being like other people. I find this is like, one of the things that makes me relate the most to Aquarius energy. If you've ever felt like that, look in your chart and see what's responsible. Like what makes you be the standout person or need to be the standout person? I don't really care what everybody else is doing. I'm always trying to do my own thing. Matter of fact, I get, (laughs) I get kind of ticked off when other people expect me to care about being like the masses. Like I'm, it, it, it annoys me because I'm like, no, Mm-mm. very individualistic. Um, inventive also is Aquarius energy. Um, it has strokes of genius, you know, coming up with things because of its ability to observe. Because if you think about it, this all has to do with like science. Good scientists are able to objectively view things, take a logical approach you know, and and just be open to what's going to happen. So if something sudden comes up in some of their findings, they're okay with it, okay? They're very independent as well. Aquarius energy is very freedom-seeking, extremely freedom-seeking. I was just, like, scrolling through my timeline um, early this morning and seeing people put up posts about like dating people with Venus and Aquarius. And it's like, whew, believe me, listen, I understand. In the placement of what we love and appreciate um, and our values, when you have Aquarius energy there, freedom is very much tied into that. They do not like being tied down, okay? People with the Venus and Aquarius placement. It's almost as if, being boxed in and not allowed. And if you think about it, we'll look at it this way. Air, okay? Which Aquarius is an air sign. Air in general kind of needs freedom because it goes everywhere. Air's in everything, okay? If you open a window, if you don't open a window, (laughs) air is everywhere. You know what I mean? It needs the freedom to kind of just expand. And being as though it is a fixed air sign, fixed means it's very committed to its principles. It's very committed to, um, I guess you could say it's qualities. Okay. And air gets everywhere. So Aquarius likes to be everywhere. (laughs) Aquarius likes to be free. This is the type of energy that won't take well to someone trying to possess it. 
And it's interesting because when we think of possession or being obsessive over things, we can sometimes think of the Taurus Scorpio cusp. And these are signs that square Aquarius because they're all fixed signs, but they're in different elements. So there's a bit of a struggle, you know, with Aquarius energy having to deal with anyone trying to possess it. So Taurus and Scorpio may not work best for Aquarius, but at the same time, squares, which represent challenges for us, kind of do, um, they give us uncomfortable energy to deal with to, you know, kind of be better. So I, I'm just wondering if anybody's had any experiences, you know, with Aquarius energy being freedom seeking and needing it so much that you haven't been able to really deal with them because a lot of people feel like, huh. They can't be what I need them to be. Despite the fact that they need that freedom, being a fixed sign, they they have this loyalty about them. Now, I feel like their loyalty is more towards the things that they believe or believe in or people that they believe in or like their friendship circles because Aquarius energy being associated with the 11th house, that's all about networking. It's all about groups, clubs, organizations, you know, like our actual friendship circles. And because of this, they're very tolerant. I mean, to be a good friend, you do have to be tolerant. Even though tolerant is a word that I do not like, um, because I feel like when you tolerate stuff, you're just putting up with it. It's, you're not dealing with it because you want to. However, tolerance is very important. Um, it's interesting because I find like the intuitiveness that is Aquarius energy is a little bit different than the intuitiveness that is part of like water energy specifically like cancer or pisces where it's through picking up through feeling okay this intuitive nature that you know is uranus basically inspired it's it's like electric knowing like sudden intuition of just knowing certain things which i think is a difference between you know something suddenly coming to mind and you picking up on things um, intuitively through feeling. I mean, they, they, those are very, very, very different experiences to have. But um, on the more negative end of things, Aquarius energy can be impersonal because it can be standoffish, because it can be aloof. Okay, it's kind of isolationist. It wants to do its own thing. Since it's so individual, it does not mind going off from the crowd and doing what it wants. It can come off as radical, some some of the things that it believes, some of um, the causes it ties itself to. Definitely rebellious, because to have these unique thoughts, you can't follow the crowd. You gotta rebel against them. As sociable as it can be, it can also be equally unsociable, okay? Yeah, Aquarius energy can deal with the collective. It can kind of peek in here and there, see what's going on, come up with amazing things that could help the collective, but then decide, you know what? I don't want to be bothered with these people. None of them are like me. <laughs> Let me get out of here. <laughs> they could be a little temperamental. Um, a little temperamental. But I, I mean, depending on how the Aquarius energy is set up, you can add little or a lot temperamental um, because the behavior of other people will tend to really kind of get 
to Aquarius energy because a lot of times humans looking for connections, humans looking to find someone to understand them or to empathize with them can sometimes kind of be a little overbearing in their approach, no matter who they're approaching, what sign they're approaching. But if you are trying to latch on to a sign that is aloof, especially emotionally, and you're really emotional, you're going to find it unbearable to deal with that. So I feel like a lot of times people that have heavy, heavy water placements, more so than earth, even though earth would count, then you don't, you don't want to deal with the Aquarian energy. (laughs) And it's interesting because Pisces and Aquarius sit right next to each other. Okay. But they have nothing in common, okay? Aquarius is a projective sign. Pisces is receptive. Aquarius is an air sign. Pisces is a water sign, okay? There's intuition involved in both. However, Pisces is doing that in a feeling manner, whereas Aquarius is doing that in a sudden, you know, inspirational, I just know this shit manner. So... They're neighbors, they sit next to each other, so in essence, they kind of know how to get along when it comes down to it, but they really don't have anything in common. And it's interesting how seasons, astrological seasons, one will hand off to the next. It's like once we can get to a certain level with certain energy, then we're ready for the next. But the eccentricity associated with Aquarius can make it seem like even though it's situated, you know, smack dead between Pisces and Capricorn energy, which are both receptive signs, it it sticks out even more like a sore thumb because it does not it does not want an ordered approach to anything. Okay? It it just it needs to do its thing and doing its thing can be different at any moment, you know? Whatever it feels inspired and moved to do. Dealing with the fixed opinions can be difficult. Um, Whereas like for Libra energy, Libra is more like kind of go for it. And (laughs) Gemini is vacillating because it's, you know, it's a mutable sign. It's changeable. Aquarius air energy is more like, okay, here's an idea that I have of something. Here is what I've come to know about it. And that's where I'm going to leave it. This is where I'm at with it. Sorry if you don't get it. Actually, sorry, not sorry if you don't get it. It's interesting. It's very interesting. But I just wanted to take some time to just like talk about some of the Aquarian qualities. You want to look and see where this sun in Aquarius will be passing through your chart. For me, that is the end of my fourth house and also the beginning of my fifth, which is all about home, fourth house, and then fifth house creativity, um, you know, your passions, your your vitality. So I really like Aquarius season. It's leading up to my Pisces, my sun sign season anyway. So it's like, I feel like it's a prelude to my solar return kind of lets me wrap up my year in a nice way. But you do want to make sure that you're looking for where you can expect to be basically affected 
by the sun being in Aquarius. Because remember, the sun is shining a spotlight wherever it shines. And also, make sure you're looking at your 11th house. Okay, what do you have there? Is everything passing through that? Any aspects to Uranus? Now, Uranus itself is in Taurus. So Aquarius's ruler right now is in a sign that, you know, it squares. So this is interesting within itself. I've been saying this for a while now, how we can look at Uranus and Taurus as being about being pushed from your comfort zone. You know, Taurus don't want to move. Uranus is electric energy. And when we think about all the things that happen when people are pushed out of their comfort zones, listen, maybe a lot of people haven't quite heard or understood this, but I'll tell you right now, growth does not happen in comfort, okay? Growing pains that they talk about us having, and I don't know who's remembered having them, but I do, because I had like a growth spurt of like two and a half inches over a summer. I remember everything just kind of hurting. But growing takes us being moved out of our comfort zone. I like Aquarius because it reminds us that change can be sudden and come out of nowhere. Even though they're a fixed sign because they're ruled by Uranus, it's kind of like, you know, there's a constant portion of their energy that is all about, okay, let's do this out of the blue unexpectedly. Let's do that out of the blue unexpectedly. There's so much that you can learn in the unexpected, you know? Um, Not for nothing, too, before they discovered the planet Uranus, Aquarius energy was basically co-ruled by Saturn, like Capricorn energy is. And I always find this interesting because, I mean, Saturn is so very distinct in its orderliness in its wanting things to be structured and excellent. Not saying that, you know, Aquarius energy doesn't want excellence, but just this rigidity that exists with Saturn, it's so very fitting for Capricorn with this this tenacious, like, oomph about it, about, you know, just going forward, doing what must be done to reach a certain level. I, I find that amazing, you know? And it just, it cracks me up to think that, you know, Saturn is Aquarius's ancient ruler. Because when you look, again, we're talking about neighbors again, like we were just talking about Pisces and Aquarius. Aquarius and Capricorn (coughs) are neighbors sitting side by side astrologically. Um, So I guess there's a handoff quality that both of them have to understand to go from Capricorn to Aquarius. But Aquarius is just so airy and freedom-seeking, and and Capricorn is like, look, I reach the top of the mountain. I do things in excellence. I boss up. I don't feel like Aquarius cares about bossing up the same way that Capricorn cares about bossing up. What it cares about is being its unique individualistic self. And being different from the pack. Now, that I'll say they have in common because have you ever met a Capricorn? (laughs) Like, Capricorn's sense of excellence and standing out 
being at the height and the top of their game means that they want to be above everybody else. And I don't necessarily think that Aquarius energy wants to be above other people so much that it wants to be just detached from people. I don't really think that it looks at it like it's above them. I mean, it can kind of come off that way, especially with the know-it-all aspect. But I feel like Capricorn energy is more so like, I'm up here on this mountain looking down at you. Look how stupid you guys are. You can make it it up here with me. Like, not to hate, but I'm just saying in general. But it's just interesting to me when we think about, um, you know, ancient rulers and such. You can see some connection, but then you can also see why it made more sense once another planet was discovered to attribute certain signs to other planets, okay? Um... Again, tapping into the eccentric nature of Aquarius. What can we do to use this energy beneficially, okay? This may be a time where you're tapping into something undiscovered, previously undiscovered, okay? Um, You're seeking some sort of way to really put out your individuality right now. This is a time maybe to be more sociable, But at the same time, be more independent. Okay, like you can fraternize with people. You can kind of like mingle with people. But using the Aquarius energy correctly, what that would mean is when you're mingling and socializing, excuse me, with other people, you're actually considering all these different ideas and, and things around you so that you can discover how you can be more authentic in your individual expression. Because if you know what's going on outside of you, it helps you better understand what's going on in, you know, inside of you and vice versa. So I really feel like this energy can be used, you know, to either A, think of things that would better help the collective to really delve into maybe some sort of astrological study since Aquarius energy is, you know, associated with astrology. This is great times for this. I'm always say it's a great time for astrological study though. That's just how I feel. But um, it's it's really just a good time to be comfortable with your individuality. Again, depending on what houses these are going through, this will give you an idea as to the areas of your life where, you know, this Aquarius energy is highlighted. You also want to look at your progress chart. If anybody needs any help with that, please, please feel free to contact me. Got a lot of different specials going up. For the rest of January, it's pay what you can for readings. Okay, donate what you can for readings, for half-hour readings at least. So feel free to hit me up. You can schedule a reading on um, the Spiritual Gangster Certified social, um, sorry, Facebook page or at spiritualgangstercertified.com. Sorry, my pain meds have me kind of like loopy. I'm not even going to pretend like... I am not being affected by anything right now. But another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about since we're coming into an Aquarius season and we're nearing the end of Saturn and Capricorn, which means it's about to go into Aquarius, okay? Which means a lot of people um, will be coming up on their Saturn returns. And... I feel like what I was just saying about Saturn being about restriction and structures and just having things in a certain way, managed in a certain way. 
and Aquarius being about, you know, spontaneity. Let me just be individual. Let me go off and do my thing. Okay. The combination of these two energies together is going to make for a really interesting two and a half years. Now, granted, when Saturn goes into Aquarius, it's not going to be there long before it retrogrades back into Capricorn. So I believe it's March into June, Saturn will be in Aquarius proper. Then it's going to retrograde from June to December back into Capricorn. So we're going to revisit some of the later degree of Capricorn themes that we dealt with, with Saturn being at home in Capricorn. And as I've always said, Saturn's about responsibility and holding us to um, a certain modicum of integrity, especially in its home sign. So when it briefly leaves its home sign, moves over into Aquarius, I feel like some people are not going to know how to handle this energy depending on how wild and free they've been allowing themselves to be. Like, this is literally a challenge to structures. Like, if you think about it. So if Aquarius is this electric energy, this energy that has to be inventive and progressive and, you know, ready for sudden change and all about humanity, I think Saturn in Aquarius is going to bring a lot of uptick to the challenge of governmental structures, which Saturn rules, um, to rules. You're going to see, I feel... People who have no sense of foundation and responsibility, it'll be highlight, highlighting. They'll no longer be able to kind of like hang out in the shadows. All of their freedom-seeking qualities are definitely going to come out. But the challenge that we're all going to face when you have Saturn in a sign like Aquarius, is you're going to see who's able to hold their shit together and who's not. It's like wanting to break free. We've been, if you look at it, under the strict parentage of Saturn in Capricorn. I mean, Saturn's like the daddy uncle of the Zodiac anyway. But when it's in its home sign of Capricorn, it's, there's such a serious sobering quality that we've been under since 2017, December of 2017 with this. You know, it's just, it's really been heavy for a lot of people. Definitely. I mean, right now, even the capstellium that we're still under, we just had the conjunction of Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn exact, which was sobering as fuck. I've had so many different people tell me so many different things that they're going through that just seems so fitting. It will feel like a reprieve in a way when Saturn leaves Capricorn and goes into Aquarius, but I feel like some people may take that a little far, okay? Boundaries are dissolved with Aquarius in some ways, almost like Pisces, but in a different way. Because the boundaries that are dissolved are the boundaries of expectation that we should all be the same. The boundaries that are dissolved are the boundaries that we should be all doing things on a certain timing. Because remember, Aquarius sudden, it, it, it wants to do something different. The timing, the inventiveness to it will not stand for just being held down. I feel like Saturn in Capricorn is kind of oppressive in a way. And Saturn in Capricorn is going to feel like more freedom seeking. But as people are seeking freedom, here's the thing. You still have to have boundaries to freedom. A lot of people may disagree with this, but 
it's like saying if we lived in a society with no rules, okay? Like I'll see people talk about their like their political beliefs and such. And I would probably consider myself more libertarian than anything, even though I don't feel like any particular um, ranking politically perfectly describes me. But a lot of the things that are spoken about when libertarians speak, like they don't really want a lot of government involvement in things. It's just about like mutual respect for other people. So yeah, we're asking for or want or seeking some sort of freedom without too much um, involvement from some structure trying to tell us how to live. But at the same time, we do recognize there have to be rules. There have to be rules that people are abiding by because if there aren't, what are we doing? Okay, like for instance, um, a core principle for me is I don't think that I have the right to tell anybody how to think or what to say. You know, I'm not one of those people who feels like we should be policing people's thoughts and words. If people choose to be nice, then they choose to be nice, but you don't have to be nice. You know what I mean? But the same thing is true with like, I don't think people should be touching other people's property. When you deface, steal, covet someone else's property, that's a problem. If we didn't have like laws and such against that, I feel like people would still take it to trying to withhold, I mean, uphold certain laws. Like if we didn't have government and somebody just came up in your house and started stealing your shit, I I would think a lot of people would beat that person's ass. There have to be consequences for certain actions. You see what I mean? So we can have freedom, but freedom still needs to have some sort of structure. That's what I think Saturn in Aquarius is going to remind us of. And the people who do not want any sort of structure that don't realize that in order to have freedom, you also have to have some sort of composure. You also have to be on lockdown with certain things. It's a delicate balance, all life is. The people that aren't getting that are gonna really get smacked in the face. So. As we deal with this Aquarian season with the sun there, I feel like that's just a kind of glimpse into the energy that we're going to have um, for a while. So March to June again, uh, Saturn will be in Aquarius. It'll go back out of Aquarius in June from December to December, excuse me. It'll be in, in Capricorn again. And then at the end of December, we're going back into Aquarius territory for like two years. It's going to be an interesting two years. We're going to talk more about that. We're going to talk more about that. But happy birthday to anybody who is a sun sign Aquarius. So, so happy for you guys. Turn up happy solar returns to you all. If any of you are looking to kind of have a better understanding of some of your energy. I will be starting astrology classes this year to help people better understand astrological concepts. Not the type of astrologer that feels like you're supposed to be dependent upon me to understand things. No, you should have basic understanding at the very least of your chart. And in order to have basic understanding of your chart, that means you need basic understanding of astrology itself, the archetypes, the keywords, 
aspects everything they will definitely help you out so i'll be posting about that soon but in the meantime if you need a reading hit me up um on spiritual gangster certified's facebook page or at spiritualgangstercertified.com we also have monthly readings now up for anybody that feels like they need guidance monthly okay rather than one-off readings i have several different tiers for people. The personalized tiers start at $44 a month. At $44 a month, you will get one reading a week personalized to your chart. Okay, one about 11 minute reading a week. I'm um, just for you. So check that out. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. Hope everybody is enjoying <laughs> the start to Aquarius season. A lot of know-it-alls gonna come out. Okay, a lot of people going to be like, I know <laughs> this is going to be highlighted, but just deal with it. I mean, again, all the seasons are present for a reason. There's something here for you to find. There's something here for you to benefit from. So again, check your chart, see where this Aquarius energy is transiting, and that will give you a humongous clue. So thanks again for listening. Hope everybody has an amazing week. Peace.